Amen. Good morning. Just want to welcome everyone to church this morning. Glad to see you. Well, I don't see you, but I know you out there uh, in the in, uh, internet world. We just got a few announcements as we get started this morning. Just want to, again, welcome everyone. Want to say we miss all you guys. We sure can't wait till a Sunday morning comes around when everybody's back to be here together uh, in one building, in one place. But we're still one heart and one accord, even though we're online right now. We miss you guys. I want to thank everyone watching for the first time also. A uh, couple of other things we want to uh, announce is uh, stay up to date on Facebook, uh, which we are watching right now uh, live. Uh, we do keep our announcements uh, current on there. Um, next week, there's a possibility we may go into phase one. We need to pay attention to what the governor says. So hopefully we could have some people back. Uh, there is a strict... Uh, social distancing guidelines so we can't have 200 people here but uh we'll just have to see what they say and how that'll go next week uh again uh that's only if we get into the governor announces that we make it in the phase one of, of reopening as of right now it's still a, a maximum of 10 people per building so again uh just want to remind everyone new generations children's church will be uh going uh showing their kids video at uh, 1 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, they had a technical glitch last week and it was a little delayed, but uh, it should be right on time at 1 o'clock uh, today for your children. I just want to say happy birthday to anyone having a birthday this week between now and next Sunday. If you are having a birthday between now and next Sunday, we well, just on Facebook right now and a messenger say, write down my birthday. That way everybody can tell you happy birthday. Anyone having an anniversary between now and next uh, Sunday, we want you to write down my anniversary. That way we could all tell you happy anniversary. So if we would, uh, want to uh, go ahead and pick up the tithe and offering this morning. Amen. How many of you know that we still got to pay the bills around here? Energy still sent us an electric bill. Can you believe that? Amen. So <laughs> what we want to do is uh, the way you could... Uh, Send in your tithe and offerings. You could go to www.welcometocfc.com. Uh, you could give online. Uh, it's a secure site. You could give from there. Uh, also, you can mail it through regular mail at Post Office Box 1427, La Rose, Louisiana, 70373. Make sure you do not send it to the physical address. You have to send it to the Post Office Box. Or you could drop it off uh, on Mondays. Our office is open uh, Monday from 9 to 2 right now. Uh, phone number, if you need to call, get in touch with us, is uh, area code 985-798-7712. So our offering scriptures for uh, this week is found in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Philippians 2.8 says, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So if you have your offering, you could hold it in your right hand and just say after me this morning, say, as I give in today's offering, I commit myself to the written word of God. I seek to obey his word and to put it into practice, not excusing myself by my own reasoning. I choose to honor his word above my thoughts, desires, or arguments. God deserves my respect and obedience. I give today with obedient spirit 
and attitude. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to have our call to worship this week. Uh, again, so if, you, if you're if at your home, I'd ask you to rise. Those that are in here, that's helping with the filming. If you want to rise too as we have our call to worship. It's found in uh, Psalms 100. This is a message paraphrase. It says this, On your feet now and applaud God. Bring the gift of laughter. Sing yourself into his presence. I love verse 4 right here where it says, Enter with the password. Thank you. Praise him. Make yourself at home talking praise. Thank him and worship him. Father, we just come before you right now. Father, we turn this entire service over to you right now. I just pray that your spirit would flow freely in this place and in all the homes that of those that are watching and worshiping this morning, Father God. I pray for a special anointing upon this worship team and a special anointing upon Brother Jerry as he's going to bring forth the word this morning, Father. We turn this service over to you right now, Father God. We pray that every blind eye would be open this morning, Father God, that every deaf ear would be open this morning, Father God, that every mind would be able to comprehend your word and what you want uh, done in their life, Father God. And most of all, prepare every heart to receive your word in Jesus' mighty and precious name. And everyone says, amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand clap as we worship him this morning. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I will say of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good Every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire, the darkest night. You are close like no other. Know you as a father, know you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life you have been so, so good Every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after 
my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good Every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I will sing of the goodness of
you take what the enemy meant to reap and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's um, got a couple of prayer requests. We're gonna go ahead and mention before we get started. And uh, the past month, uh, Pastor Scott's been been bringing the word, and and it's imperative that you share this video online because we've been getting reports of people who would never dawn the doors of a church that's been listening and has been affected by the, the word that's been going out in this time that people are quarantined. So it's imperative that you share this video. Share, share, share. Every time a word comes across, share it because you don't know who you can reach. You don't know who is being touched by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're going to pray today for uh, little Larry. He's, he's down and we, we're going to pray for him and a good friend of mine, uh, Jason Dubois, also we're going to mention. And if you have a need, bring it before the Lord. He knows. He knows the needs. He knows it before we even know it. And, and we're going to pray that, that healing comes upon him. So let's pray. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for, for Larry. We pray for Jason, Lord God. We just pray your healing power upon their body, Lord. Your word says that by your stripes... We are healed, Lord God. We were healed. It's a, it's a done deal. When, when you went on the cross, that was for our healing. The stripes you took on your back, Father. And we just claim healing in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we come against this COVID virus in Jesus' name. Father, we, we call it to cease right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that anybody who is dealing with an illness, watching online, Father, or even in this building, that you would bring healing upon their body right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up our faith and we call on your name because you're our healer. You're our provider. Father, Lord, we pray for the economy on the bayou, Lord God. We pray that the all price will rise, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that jobs will be available, Lord God. And Father, for those who's gotten laid off, Lord, be their supplier. Be their Jehovah Jireh, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for doing it. Lord, we just give you honor, glory, and praise today, Lord. We love you. We come to you, Lord God, because when all else fails, when no one else has the answer, Lord, we know that you can do miracles because you're a miracle God, Father. And I just thank you for doing it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. And, and Pastor Scott, thank you for having us here and, and, and doing this. We didn't know we'd be quarantined. We were scheduled to speak. And, and you know what? We, we don't cancel our engagements unless other people do. So we're, we're doing it here. And uh, we, we're actually live. So uh, Tuesday morning in my Bible reading, I, I was reading in Ephesians 5, and God uh, uh, had a, a passage just jump out at me. And I, I kind of marked it uh, because I, I figured it could be a message for possibly this Sunday or later on. And sure enough, God actually developed it. And we're going to go in, in Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to start with verse 15. It says... Look therefore carefully how ye walk, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is riot, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking one to another, speaking one to another. Are we speaking this to one to another? In psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, 
giving thanks always for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We could almost shut it down and go home right here. It's speaking clear to us. God, even the Father, subjecting yourselves one to another in the fear of Christ. Father, Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord God, that the seed that's going to be planted today is not just in this church building, but it's reaching hundreds of people online, possibly thousands, Lord God. And I pray that the seed goes forward, that you touch every hearer, that you prepare the hearts, Lord God, to receive your seed, that it would go deep down and bring forth fruit, that it would bring forth salvation, that it would bring encouragement, Father, to those who are discouraged, that it would set the oppression free, Lord God. Satan, the blood of Jesus against you from stopping anyone from receiving your word that you are going to bring forth today from your throne, Father. Lord, we love you today and we give you honor, glory, and praise. And we give thanks for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I, I like the way the ESV talks, says it. And, and it's actually where I got my title from. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of time. Are you making the best use of your time? Because the days are evil, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And in this right here, it says, look. The first thing we got to do is look. When you wake up in the morning, before you go out, you look. Why? Look carefully how you walk. Why? Because if you're not looking, you might fall. You might trip. You might stumble. And, and I think a lot of times we fail to look at the signs of the time and what's going on. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 1 and 1, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And, and if there's anything that we got to do in this day and hour is look and be careful with how we walk. Because when everything else is shut down, when there's no sporting events, when there's no entertainment, when it's all going down, people are looking at the Christians how they walk. So it's important that you look how you walk. How are you walking today? You know, it says be wise. How do you be wise? Do you wake up one morning and say, I'm just going to be wise. I am not going to be a fool today. Today I am not going to be a fool. Well, some of you, if you don't open up your mouth, then you, you may not be a fool. But the Bible says if anybody lacks wisdom, what? Let him what? Ask. Who? Ask who? Oh, Pastor Scott, I'm going to call you tomorrow morning and say, hey, I'm asking for wisdom. I love this man to death and would do anything for him. And he does give me some wisdom. But there's some things that has him stumped like it has me stumped. Like this COVID-19. You know, nobody has the responsibility of a pastor. It's easy to be an armchair quarterback. Well, I would not shut down for nothing. But you ain't got 200 people that's under you that you're responsible for. You know, Drew Brees should have threw the ball instead of running it. But he dropped back, he had pressure, and dropped the ball because of the pressure. So you know what? He should have ran. They should have ran the ball. Well, you know what? Whether they try running against the Vikings or try passing against the Vikings, the pressure up the middle, they couldn't stop. 
So therefore, they drafted someone who could help the foundation in the middle because that's how they lost the game. So now you got a bunch of people who's upset at the Saints for drafting a center, but that was their weakness. It's easy to sit back and make decisions for other people when you're not the one that's in charge and making that decision. That, that wasn't even in my notes. I don't know why I'm going there. God's just leading me there. You know, well, I'm, I'm going to wear a mask. Well, I'm not going to wear a mask. Jesus loves you if you wear a mask, and he loves you if you don't wear a mask. Does one have more faith than the other because one's wearing it, one's don't? No. Okay. What are you doing with your time? Make the best use of your time. Well, I've got it on the news all the time. Is that the best use of your time? Well, I'm on social media watching everybody argue against each other. Is that the best of your time? What are you doing in this time when they said, stay home? Are you in the Word more than ever? Are you in prayer more than ever? Is that the best use of your time? You know, and, and, and the disciples came to Jesus at one time. And I've been getting this question a lot on my private messages and Facebook and everywhere else. Is it the end? <laughs> Everybody, is it the end? So I said, you know what, I'm going to address it this morning. Is it the end? You know, they went up to Jesus and said, when will the end be? And in Matthew 24, in verses 4 to 8, it says, And Jesus said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Then he says this, nation will rise against nation. And you know, uh, uh, I always thought that it would be, you know, one country against another country. But when you actually look at the Greek word for nation in this prophecy Jesus was given... It says nation will rise against nation. It's the Greek word ethnos. Which is interesting because it's more accurately translated a race or a tribe. In other words, Jesus was saying that ethnic groups will rise against each other. Ethnic groups. And then when you look at what ethnicity is, the fact or state of belonging to a social group. Boy, do we see that more than ever today. Well, I'm a Democrat, and I believe I'm a Republican, and I'm, they're against each other. They're rising against each other. And, and it could even go further. We can get so deceived that Christians come against Christians because of guidelines man-made. I don't believe that's what God wants. I believe He wants us to come together. If anybody should be unified as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, if anybody should refrain from silly arguments, it should be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have opinions and I choose to keep a lot of opinions to myself because I don't want to be the one that stirs up a hornet's nest and brings division on my Facebook page. I'd rather have unity and I'd rather keep my comments and my personal opinions to myself. I'll post scripture. This is what God's word says. But I'm just the mailman delivering something from him. It's not my personal opinion. Because my personal opinion could get me in trouble if I'm not led by the Spirit. 
And we see it happening. We should not have nation against nation. We should not have Christian against Christian. We need to come together and unify. And if there's one thing we need to do is preach the Word of God in this time. Is preach the Word of God. And kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places, many, many places. All these are what? The end? All these are the beginning of sorrow. And when we look at pestilences, you know, it's a fatal epidemic disease on a global scale. What do we have today? Pestilence. We have a pestilence. You know what this, he said this all is? You know, with this COVID, I don't even think it cracked the top 10 in deaths this year. Influenza is number six, I believe, unless it changed this morning. But I looked it up yesterday. This is not the first pandemic, and it possibly won't be the last pandemic. But what it is, it's birth pains. That's what Jesus told the disciples. It's contractions. I've never been pregnant, but my wife has been four times. We lost the first one. But when her contractions were 10 minutes apart, it didn't go from 10 minutes, Kevin, to 15 minutes apart. It didn't go from 10 minutes, oh, it's going to retrace to 25 minutes apart. No, it went from 15 minutes to now 10 minutes, to now 8 minutes, to now 5 minutes. Oh, oh, they're one minute apart. The baby's about to come. And what Jesus is saying is when we see these things happening the way they are, it's basically contractions to let you know that I'm coming back. I'm coming to get my bride. And it's not just yet, and I don't know when it is, and no man knows when it is. But I know one thing, the contractions are closer than they've ever been. Because when you look at this passage, you see all these things happening more frequently. More frequently, Jesus is coming back and what he says, he's going to come as a thief in the night. What do you do at night? Well, most people sleep. I don't, but most people do. So when does a thief come to take something? At night. You know, you never see when they pose the picture. You ever see the pictures of people's face under the carport? Anybody recognize this man? He stole my generator. He stole this. He stole that. It's never in bright daylight. It's always at night a thief goes, and that's when he wants to come. Why? Because everybody's what? Sleeping. So is that saying the church, to the church that Jesus is going to come when everyone is sleeping? Interesting. Interesting. Why? We see here the days are evil. So make the most use of your time. Redeem the time. Why? Because the days are evil. We're living in some evil days. You know what that evil means? It means it's an active, aggressive evil. What is it? Well, let's look at abortion. Let's look at same-sex marriage. Let's look at babies out of wedlock. Sin has been creeping up on us for years. But this is what Isaiah says. Before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, Isaiah says this, Woe to you when they call evil good and good evil. Well, well, do we see that today? I mean, when Bible and prayer is mentioned on national TV, what do they do with it? That's, that's evil! They shouldn't say that on national TV. 
They shouldn't be doing that on national TV. Do you know that in March of 2019, California came inches from banning the Bible? Inches. When they approved that, I think, second trimester abortion in New York, or was it third, second or third? I don't know, when the baby was eight or nine. The baby could have been born alive and it's okay to kill it. You know what the people done? Went in the streets and celebrated and danced. Danced in the streets. Woe to you when they call evil good. But yet if you stand up and say it's murder, you're evil. That's what Isaiah said. You know, if we do nothing, you know what it does? It activates evil. But if we do something, you know what it does? It deactivates evil. Let that sink in. It's time we do something. If you do nothing, it lets evil activate. But when we stand up and preach the Word of God, it deactivates evil. Why? Because there's only the greatest miracle is taking a heart of stone, a heart that's evil, and watching the Holy Spirit come in and touch that life and change that life. Don't switch that internet channel. Keep it on and share it more. Because this is the hard truth that people need to hear. We need to know that there's one thing that can change evil, and that is Jesus. To redeem, to save from danger, from someone's control. You know, it's, it's hard to... It's easy to find out who's controlling you. Just watch with the abundance of the heart the man speaks. But we need to redeem people. Be wise. Be wise because today is evil. It says be wise and don't be a fool. You know why it says know his will. You know God has a will? God has a will. So he says be wise, understand, don't be a fool, and know his will. Well, what is the will of God? What, what, what should we be doing right now at this point in time when we're so restricted on everything? In 2 Peter 3 and 9, it says this. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you. Thank God he's patient towards me. Imagine. I mean, there's one person that really knows me in here. That's Kevin Bankston. We went to school together. And, and we, we know each other. We knew growing up, you know. And thank God he was patient with us. Are we as patient with other people as he has been patient to us? But is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish. He's not wishing. He's not willing. His will for any to go to hell, but for all to come to repentance. So if it's God's will that no one perishes, if it's God's will that no one goes to hell, how is that going to change? By Christians making the best use of their time and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preaching the gospel. We need to use this time to be a true witness. Understand His will. No one has the answers right now in the world. Listen, no one. No, they are doing these press conferences 
and, and they're just looking for someone to have the answer. Well, let me get this scientist because of all the, the, the letters behind his name and his doctrines and all this. Let me get this doctor. Let me get this one. And nobody can come up with an answer. So what happens? Fear not. That's what I say. Fear not. You know, I'm not going to fear someone who has the power to take my life. But I'm going to fear someone who has the power to send me to hell. So at this point in time when no one has the answer, I think it's a prime time that we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ for people with no hope. Because every day they sit down at 4.30, 5 o'clock and wait for someone to come on that tube, on that TV, on that internet, and give the answer to what they're looking for. Give the hope, but every day it's been empty promises. Well, it might be 18 months before we have a vaccine. Right now, there's a lot of people who are fearful. Therefore, we have to give the hope. You know, Tuesday morning when I woke up and read this passage, God began to deal with me on social media. And He basically had me go look on, on Christian pages and scroll to see if I could find the gospel being preached. The gospel. I'm not talking about anything else but the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached. And, and I was amazed at how many talks there is on political issues, on conspiracy theories, on corona, on I should do this and we should do that, and that should open and that shouldn't open. You should ban this. You should stop this. Well, if you go and infect everybody, shame on you. Well, well if you don't have faith, shame on you. I, I don't believe we need to be doing this. I believe we need to be preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because people have no hope and are on their way to hell, and we're responsible for it. If your faith has you not wearing a mask, great. If your faith has you wearing a mask, great. Jesus loves both of you, and you both can have faith, but it's time we preach Jesus and not argue over, I can't believe you hugged me this morning. I mean, it's been a month since somebody hugged me. My wife won't even hug me. I mean, she got a bed that, that's six feet apart. So she sleeps on that side and I sleep on this side and she measured six feet. And he goes and hugged me. But it felt good to be hugged. What are we doing? Is that making the best use of our time? I'm not saying go against the guidelines. Please don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But it's sad when people follow Listen closely. Government guidelines, but won't follow God's precepts. We're going to follow the government guideline to the T, but you know when this is all over, we're not going to follow the precepts of God. Like I said, don't fear a man that could put you in jail, and I'm not breaking government guidelines. I just want you to know I'm not speaking against that, but I'm just saying there's one higher than the government that has the power to send your, your soul to hell. There will be a time we will be in a situation like Peter. I don't believe this is that time. But I believe there will be a time, you see, that's my opinion, <laughs> but should I follow man? Or should I follow God? Because one day there's coming a day 
when they're going to say, don't open the doors, and you're going to say, for what? And they're going to say, because I said so. What are we going to do then? Well, is there a pandemic? No. Is there a, a terrorist threat on our church? No. We just don't want you to open the doors. We're going to put a padlock on it and a chain on it. No more. What do we do then? Follow God or do we follow man? You see the, where are we going here? The contrast? So at this point in time, I believe the best use of our time is to preach the Lord Jesus Christ to people who have no hope and are on their way to hell. Because me telling someone they should wear a mask going in public is not going to save their soul. Then it says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Why? Why should I be filled with the Spirit? If there's ever a time that we need God's Spirit in our life, it's right now. It's right now. It's right now. Speaking to one another in Psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs. Is that what we see going on on social media right now? <laughs> Speaking to one another in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs? You know, imagine this. Paul and Silas was on their way to a prayer meeting, and they cast the devil out of a woman. Then they get beaten, and they get locked up with nowhere to go. In the inner cell. And if you know anything about the inner cell, that's where the plumbing ran. The plumbing went all the way down to that inner cell. They was in the stink, in the junk. So what did they do? Did they start complaining that no one visited them? Locked up and nowhere to go. Did they complain that, you know, Lydia didn't even check on us and we're doing this? We're going to her prayer meeting. The whole gist of it was there was no church in that area that they were going to. So they were trying to, to generate, do a prayer meeting, generate enough people getting saved so they can have a temple in that area. That, that's what they were doing. So they were doing a good thing, sent on a mission to do a good thing and end up locked up in prison. You know that that lockup came to them suddenly? In other words, suddenly they were bound and had nowhere to go. You know that this COVID-19 came upon us suddenly? All of a sudden we found ourselves locked up and nowhere to go. Well, well, well they closed the Golden Meadow Park. We can't go walk. They closed this. They closed that. Stores are closing down. Everything, nowhere. I can't get a haircut. Can you imagine that? I mean, some of you online right now probably are like, man, I ain't getting out till I get fixed. They were in that inner prison, so you think they were locked up and began to complain and, and begin to say, you know, Paul, if you wouldn't open up your big mouth, we wouldn't be here today. If you would have just let that woman continue to praise us. She wasn't saying anything harmful. What, what is wrong with you? And then he would look at Silas and say, well, if you would just have a little bit of faith, can you imagine if they began arguing with each other like that? And plus, the people we help, and did you hear from them? No. Did they try and come bail us out? No. No, what did they do? They began singing in what? Hymns, songs, and prayer. 
Because what put them in jail suddenly, if you begin to praise in your situation and begin to sing hymns to each other and begin to quote scripture to each other, the suddenly that got you in your situation is the same suddenly they can get you out. Because the Bible says at midnight, what? Suddenly. At midnight, suddenly, suddenly, it shook. And they were set free. And not only were they set free, everybody else around them was set free. The whole gang was set free. To the point that the jailer was about to kill himself because he was responsible for him. He was about to take his own life. And Paul and Silas say, what you doing, man? We're here. And they're like, what? What are you doing here? But listen to this. After the shaking, what did the jailer do? What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? It was after the shaking. Listen. It was after the lockup. It was after the beating. It was after the pain. It was after all of that that the jailer finally came and said, What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on Jesus Christ. You and your household will be saved. Check this out. When did Paul and Silas get their wounds taken care of? Because, Kevin, they were still bleeding. They were still in pain. The Bible says after the jailer got saved, he took them home and tended to them wounds. Stop waiting for your wounds to heal before you proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because maybe God is waiting for someone to get saved and that's going to be the one who's going to bring healing to your wounds. Historians say that that jailer became the pastor of that church in that region. Can you imagine the first jailhouse sermon? First jail ministry. And a lot of those prisoners were members of that church. But imagine if they would have just complained about their situation and not sang hymns and spiritual songs to each other. They never would have had the shaking. They never would have been set free. If you want to be set free today, begin praising and worshiping the one who can set you free. Locked up. But you know the one thing they didn't do is lock up their mouth. They had them in, in stocks and bonds. They couldn't go nowhere. But one thing was free. The, the enemy was just dumb enough to leave the muzzle, not put a muzzle on their mouth. But today when I look on social media, the enemy don't want to muzzle some people. He's like, man, he's, he's on my side. He's causing division. He's on my side. He's causing all. The gospel's not being preached. I'm happy. Do you realize that when you don't preach the gospel, the enemy's happy? Because if you don't preach, people don't get saved. Serving one another in what? Fear of God. Good fear, not bad fear. Good fear, not bad fear. In Psalms 11 and 1. Man, this is, this is so rich because everything now social media, everything now has pointed to the internet. 
And, and are we truly serving one another in fear? Are we lifting each other up the way we should be? In the Lord, I put my trust. Psalms 11 and 1. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? Now you got to get the gist of this. David has been on the run from cave to cave to cave to cave. And finally he said, you know what? I got enough of this fear. I got enough. And he came to the point and place and time when he says, in you, I'm putting my trust. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about COVID-19. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what, what anybody is saying. But in you, I'm putting my trust. No more fear. Someone watching today, you need to put your trust in Jesus Christ. You need to stop listening to all the voices that's on social media, all the voices that's on the news media, all the voices everywhere, and just put your trust in Jesus and block out the noise. For lo, the wicked bend their bow, and they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privately shoot at the upright in heart. Listen to this. They're saying, David, dude, do you understand that they got their bow bent and it's aimed at you? It's basically got your target on it. They got a gun to your head and you're not going to flee? You know what he was saying? He would rather dare the danger than distrust his master. That's what he was saying. He says, you know what? I'm tired of the enemy putting me on the run. Today's the day where I stop and I put my trust in Jesus. You know, this pandemic did not bring fear. It just revealed it if you built your life on a faulty foundation. It didn't bring it. It just revealed the foundation that you're actually on. You know, when your foundation is shaken, and if it's not on Christ, this solid rock I stand, all else is sinking sand. In other words, you're going to be fearful. If, if you put your faith in the title that you have at work, well, well, I'm a crane operator or I'm a CEO, and all of a sudden that has crumbled, guess what? That is your foundation. Then, yeah, you're going to be fearful. Those who trust in sports, entertainment, prestige, when all that crashes, what do you have? But if you put your trust in Jesus... Guess what? It don't matter if you lose your job, you're at peace. It don't matter if the, the sporting industry never comes back, you're at peace. It don't matter what happens if you trust Jesus, He'll give you peace that passes all understanding. Then in verse 3, Psalms 11 and 3, it says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If you look at the, the Hebrew word here, the Greek word here, it means when all order of society ceases to exist. Think of that. What has happened this past month and a half? All order of society has ceased to exist. So this is what they're saying. David, what can the righteous do whenever Saul has basically destroyed all order of, of society? What are you going to do now? 
What are we going to do now that COVID has taken a global turn and everything is destroyed? Verse 4, this is, this is going to get you excited. This is going to get you excited. We're going to take this home. The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, His eyelids try the children of men. You know what he's saying? He's saying this. His throne transcends our problems. He's on the throne in heaven. See, he's touched by our feelings, but not moved by our problems. This did not take God by surprise. In other words, why, is, why do kings sit on their throne? Do kings eat on their throne? Sometimes we do not the bathroom throne. But our easy chair, sometimes we bring our food and eat there. I know men say, I'm going to the throne. You know what that means. But, but kings, what do they do on the throne? They make decrees. They make declarations. They're taking care of their kingdom. So when you're telling me, when David's saying, God is still on the throne, what he's saying is, He's making decisions for me on earth. He transcends all problems on earth. He's decreeing and declaring what's going to happen in my life. And being I'm just a pilgrim passing through earth, my kingdom is in heaven where he sits. Therefore, he has me in his best interest. That ought to get you excited right there. That, that ought to make you put a bunch of hearts on social media and say, you know what? It don't matter what COVID-19 does because God is still on the throne and I am in His hands. Kings make business decisions, conduct business on the throne. While we're here on earth, He's on the throne. And we are the apple of His eye. And yeah, he is disappointed with all the arguments going on. But you know what? He's still on the throne. And somebody's going to stand up and give hope. Somebody's going to stand up and say, we need to repent for not only the things we've done, but the things we haven't done as a church. And begin to do it. So it takes me all the way back to, to Matthew 24. When the end will come? When will the end come? When this gospel of the kingdom, when what shall be preached of the kingdom, what's the gospel of the kingdom? Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Accept Him as your personal Savior. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a what? Testimony to all the nations, then the end will come. If there's one thing social media has done, this COVID has done, it has allowed us to go on social media and churches that's never been on social media to get on social media and reach people that never would be reached. Therefore, possibly the whole world could be reached through social media. One person said uh, a couple of years ago in a conference we were in, said the, 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 today, as of right now, the greatest mission field is social media. Think about it. The greatest mission field is social media. There's people that I meet at Walmart that would never walk into this church but watch every message I put on social media. 
Well, are they going to heaven? They don't go to church. Ain't nobody in church today. All of you out there are not going to heaven. You got to understand, this is where we gather and assemble to worship our Lord Jesus Christ and be equipped to preach the gospel. But you are the church, the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, be filled with the Spirit. Because what he's saying is, I don't come down in a building no more. You are the building. And I'm residing in you to go out and do what I've called you to do. Which is preach the kingdom of the gospel. So the end can come. By the way, I read the end of the book. And you know what? It's, it's a cheat code. You remember we used to do cheat codes on our video games? Man, you got the cheat code for this. And the cheat code would help us win the game. Well, this Bible right here has a cheat code. And if you go all the way to the end of the book, if you repented of your sins and confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you know what that means? You win! In the end, you win! And that's all that matters right now. Why? Because... There's nothing else to take up your time. God has given you alone time so He can speak to your heart. I'm speaking to every backslider right now that that was born and raised in church, but for whatever reason walked away. Yeah, in your 20s and your 30s, I'm talking to you. It's time you get back right with God and do what He's called you to do. Why? Because time's short. We got to redeem that time. We got to take you under the control of the enemy and allow God to break that curse over you so you can be saved. I've never seen so many young people have an interest now for religion. So they call it, you know, I'm kind of liking religion. When I do these Snapchats, I have a bunch of young girls that work at WOW and different restaurants and I send them a message every day. And they're getting the word. And it's building a hunger. I'm telling you, avenues have opened up that we never thought would open up before through this COVID-19. Why? Because God takes all things and works it for your good. All things. Give thanks in what? All things. Because that's the will of God. If you are watching online and you've never given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, There's no better time than now to surrender your life to Him. And if you once knew God, you were raised in church, but for whatever reason, hurts probably, offenses, you walked away, come back. Come back because God is tugging at your heart. And I'm going to leave you with this before we pray. What are you doing with your time? Because one thing you're going to be is accountable to God for your time. So I, I believe we need to make the most of the time he's given us. Make the most. You say, but I'm quarantined. Be creative. You, you, got a, you got a Facebook page that has so many people and so many people you can reach. You can make the best of your time with it. You can do it. You ain't got to, to go and be illegal and breaking all kind of guidelines. But you can allow God to use you. Why? Because there's so many people who are bottled up right now and don't want to open up. They're bottled up and don't want to say they're oppressed, they're depressed, they're suicidal. And we come against that spirit of suicide right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we speak peace to whoever is watching. 
Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. If you want to receive the Lord as your personal Savior, surrender your life to him, I'm going to pray. And you pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I come to you today. I repent of my sins. I believe you died. And three days later, rose from the grave. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Change me. And from this day forth, I'll be a follower of you. In Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for everyone right now who's dealing with depression, who's dealing with oppression. Father, I pray that you break it right now in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that you break this oppression in their lives and depression. And Father, I pray, Lord God, if someone is, is in a financial situation, Lord, that you release finances in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for doing it. I thank you, Lord, that this word, this seed, is going to bring forth fruit and fruit that remain. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. We love you. Share this video. We'll be back next Sunday again. Pastor Scott, with a, with a great word. Share that video and keep posted on if we can have more people and open up church again, and we'll go ahead and do it. Have a great day. God bless. Amen. Amen.